0: Welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I am Joel Fragomeni with the second show of the week. It's a, it's a little bit of a different week this week, but with all of the shows we have, I think it required two shows this week. Such a big week. And on this show, you're going to hear me talking to Gus Constantellis. He comes in for one show on Sunday, February 5th. That's what we're here to do. Talk to Gus. And talking to Gus was a lot of fun. It was super fun. Uh, One thing I will tell you when you hear that interview with me and Gus, or maybe when you're listening to this right now, you're going to say, Joel, you don't sound so great. And I don't feel so great. When I interviewed Gus, which a couple days ago, I felt pretty good. Today, I'm feeling like crap. Got the cold, got the cough, got all that. But. I'm having a cup of coffee, hoping that will pass, and I will be at the Comedy Castle on Sunday to see Gus. By the way, that's a that's a different show too. It is a it is a thirteen and up show, and it is early. So if you're if you're looking to come, know that it is a five thirty PM show. Early, early show. Five thirty on Sunday the fifth. So you all could show up at 4.30, 4.45, another good time to come out. And it's 13 and up, so if you have kids who are fans of Gus, Gus is real big on TikTok, and uh, you may be able uh, to, to bring your children for the first time to see live comedy at the Comedy Castle. That'll be cool, right? Yeah. All right, just real quick, what else is going on this week? Because I, I, I can't talk long, not with his voice. No one wants to listen to this. You don't. I understand. So we did talk uh, with Matt Bronger earlier in the week. If you missed that show, uh, go to the Comedy Castle podcast uh, feed or com. Listen to me with Matt Bronger. Matt is so funny. He's got five shows this weekend. And then we've got Gus on Sunday. Maria Bamford Monday, like I talked about. On the show with Matt Bronger, I don't know how many Maria Bamford tickets are still out there in the universe, but there may be some. So check that out, okay, if you want to see Maria on Monday. But let's talk about what we're here to talk about, and that's me talking to Gus Constantelis. Uh, Gus, interesting fella because of how he got started in comedy, among other things. He'll tell you that story. I'm not going to ruin it here. But how Gus got started in comedy is very rare, and uh, it's interesting. And uh, it's it's kind of a great story, although I would say if you wanted to get started in comedy, uh, don't do what Gus did because it can go really badly. It went it went great for him. It worked out for him. But does it work out for most people? I don't think so. But Gus, in addition to doing stand-up, uh, as he's doing around the country, he's originally from New York. And that's where he got started. That's where he was in college, got started doing stand-up. He is now, uh, you'll hear on the show, doing children's television, writing for children's television. He'll tell you about his new show that's on Netflix. That uh, sounds like, you know, I don't know from children's television because I don't have a child, but it sounds like this could be a hit, and it sounds like it's very lucrative. In fact, one of the most interesting things you'll hear is how they produce the children's television how it relates to the merchandise listen for that really good stuff and we just laughed a lot you know in fact when you hear the interview you know normally you know when these headliners will call me or I'll call them however it works there'll be a little bit of okay we'll talk about this and we'll plug this and then okay I'll say this and you know it'll just be like 20 minutes and you know we'll keep you long and all that stuff uh he calls in and i'm in the middle of <laughs> A technological meltdown, essentially. I say meltdown. It wasn't that bad. But I did have problems when I was talking to Matt Bronger, which you didn't hear on the air. But I could not uh, take his call originally, and it was a mess. So when Gus called in, I was doing it a different way. And uh, I wasn't sure if it was working well or not. And he reassured me. And so we have a nice laugh about that. And it was just real easy to talk to. I'm excited to see Gus's act. Um yeah, I really enjoy talking to Gus. Like I said, I, when, when I do some of these interviews, I it, it's sad for me to hang up on these people because I'm having such a good time talking to him. And Gus is one of those. I will say for him uh, doing a show for children, there is a story that I asked him about the first time he was in Detroit and how that went for him. And I I don't know that he'll be telling that story at the children's show on Sunday, so uh, Gus will tell you that you you listen and uh, but look, I had a great time in job, No more of me coughing and all of this nonsense that I'm doing. Believe me, I'm cutting it out. You're saying I haven't heard you cough? Yeah, because I cut it out. I'm trying to get through this intro. Let's get to it. Let's go to Gus right now. Do I sound okay
1: to you? You sound great, actually. Do yeah. I really? Gus? Yeah, I was gonna say when I picked up the phone, I was like, "Someone has a microphone on." I, I do great. have, a,
0: <laughs> I do have a microphone. On. But Gus, they make this stuff so complicated now. Why is that?
1: I have no idea, man. I luckily have been um, really good with technology my whole life, and okay. I I'm not. I'm really dreading the day when I can't use something and I have to like <laughs> ask someone younger. I'm just really <laughs> dreading it. How are
0: you? Oh, I look. I just turned fifty, and I upgraded my podcasting rig to. Be the new host of ComedyCastlePodcast.com. and very nice. It's 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 nice. I'm enjoying the interviews, and then Matt Bronger calls you, and you can't answer the phone because your equipment doesn't work. That was yesterday.
1: <laughs> oh no!
0: Oh no! <laughs> but you call, and here it is, and it's I'm
1: sounding so- great. What we've learned today is that
0: I'm your good luck charm. And that <laughs> I am your new co-host. <laughs> I, I, Gus, uh, if I can get Mr. Ridley to cut you in on this thing, then we'll do it. <laughs> you are in. Sounds good. You got the job, <laughs> Gus. Um, but here's, here's what it is. This is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm giving advice to anyone that deals with technology. If you have the option to use the cord, use the cord. Yeah. If, you, if it's wireless, it's just going to let you down.
1: Yeah, actually, I will say the only technology I've ever had issues with is a printer. But that's kind of universal, I feel. The
0: printers. Yes, the printers are terrible.
1: That's another one.
0: Use the cord for the printer if you can still.
1: Jesus.
0: Horrible. Yes. So Joel and Gus's uh, tech support will be the name of the show. You good with that? Is that (laughs) some? Can we sign off on that?
1: We just like help you through issues. Anybody (laughs) want to call in? Anybody have AirPods issues? Yo, please,
0: please help them. Oh, my God. (laughs)
1: Oh, Um, I think you're on the
0: wrong HDMI, grandma.
1: Come on again.
0: Hey, Gus, I just think we're doing the show.
1: Oh, great. This is perfect. I love a segue. Um,
0: There's no segues on this show. It's fine. It's all good. I got things I want to talk to you about. If we get to none of them and the rest of it is this fun, then there you go. Then that's that's a show. What more can you what more can you say?
1: I right. know. That's how I feel about comedians. Comedians get so lost and like, my bit's not working. Yeah. It's like, just, so just try to have fun. Yeah. Just talk.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. what people want because, you know, for us, I'm a comedian myself and we get yeah. wrapped up in like, Oh, I think I forgot this tag. And I, the timing was off on this. And the people in the crowd are like, this guy's just talking to me and he's so funny yeah. and I'm having a great time and I'm with all my friends and I got three drinks in me. This is the greatest night of my life. And the comedians got sweat running down the crack of his ass because they screwed up a punchline or something.
1: Exactly. Like, right? Our, our mentality we're we're spending the whole day sitting there, like, I think I'm going to try this bit, and then right. I'm going to try this bit. And meanwhile, the people that are going to see the show are like, Oh my god, we got to find another babysitter for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> They're not concerned. They, okay, they they,
0: they just, just want to hear fun.
1: some silly jokes and get away from their annoying kids for like two hours. Right. And that. And that's great. You know, that's how I feel. <laughs> I have no kids, but I'm like, I want to get away from
0: them. I have no kids either, but uh, <laughs> believe me, I'd be very happy to uh, get away from them and go to the comedy club for a couple hours, which, <laughs> which I get to do every night, which is fantastic. And you do too. So. Oh, wonderful. Let's not complain yes. about, because, you know, that's also a thing that people might not like, you know, two comedians sitting around complaining about their job. Oh my God.
1: Oh, it's so hard. Oh. Comedy is so hard. Oh. Oh. It's a it's a great job, and I'm so lucky and grateful to be doing it. Honestly, that's how I feel every single day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you, you're yeah. you're you're a very optimistic guy. I was watching your TikToks and some of your stand up today, and uh, you're enjoying life. I mean, you have complaints, but you have a smile yes. on your face while you're complaining. Yes, yes, yes. That's the thing that I like about you.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah.
0: All right. So uh, Detroit, first time for you?
1: No, it's my second time Ooh, in Detroit. Okay. Um, last time. I was there for I was there for a show that was it was a private event though and oh. so I was there for a show and I spent the weekend there. I love Detroit. Okay. It is such a great city. I'm yeah. from New York. I grew up in New York City, yeah. in Brooklyn. So I'm kind of used to the lawlessness of it. You know, <laughs> right, I, I'm yeah. kind of used to it. Yeah. I'm familiar with it. Like I sh- I struggle most in suburban small town yeah. like that's where i'm like i don't right. see this is i don't vibe with ohio cleveland mm-hmm. i'm like i don't really know this is not what i grew <laughs> up like whereas like in detroit i saw like a public city bus hit a car destroy <laughs> its bumper and then drive off And yeah. like, everybody was just applauding they yeah. were like yeah we got to get to work you know and i was like that's the vibe yeah. <laughs> because that's the
0: thing uh with doing my research uh, before i was going to talk to you that You are a New York comedian, but when people say, oh, I'm a New York comedian, a lot of them grew up in Ohio. A lot of them grew up in in the Midwest and stuff, and they moved there to to pursue stand-up. You are born and bred New York.
1: Yes. Yes, I am.
0: That's different. Because I used to, I went to NYU for a while. I was in there. I know what that's all about. And that's,
1: oh, very nice. I went to NYU, too. That's right.
0: I did see that. You did. You started at a talent show. Tell everybody about that, because I, I know I've heard of this I, talent show.
1: I did start at a talent show. I had never done stand up. I've never even done an open mic. You know what I mean? I was like my friends told me I'm funny, so I'm going to just tell them a funny story. And that's what I did. I just like picked like a really funny story that I had. And I just told it on stage uh-huh. and I won the first round. Yeah. And I just did not expect it because I had never done stand up. <laughs> The girl, you know, the girl playing, uh, the girl that won second was playing this like ancient instrument, like this ancient Chinese instrument. <laughs> right. And she came up to me and she, I, I was like, oh, how long have you been playing that? She was like, since I was nine years old. <laughs> and she was like, how long have you been doing comedy? And I was like, you know, minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a
1: couple of minutes. Yeah, I've got two <laughs> and, napkins um, worth
0: of material, honey. Uh, how I how did doing? not.
1: I, I didn't even have two napkins. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I had a, maybe half a napkin, maybe a Kleenex, to be honest. Um, but In case I, it went poorly, yeah. you
0: added Kleenex. But you know.
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I had to go to the final round, and the final round was like the big, big one, yeah. and I lost that. But I still crushed. I like crushed, crushed, yeah. crushed, and I did super well. And the judges of that were like, because it was so funny, because that was the same talent show Lady Gaga did when she was there. Okay, the yeah, show. And she won second. <laughs> she <laughs> lost. And when I did it that year, the judges were two Broadway stars and Lady Gaga's mom. Oh, wow. And I literally, after I said she was like, you were so funny. You were so wonderful. <laughs> and I was like, thank you for giving birth to Lady Gaga. <laughs> I just like out. And then I lost. And I, I wanted to go up to her afterwards and be like, I lost just like your daughter, but I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that was how I started doing stand up. And then eventually I well, I had just finished college at that point, so I stopped and then didn't do it for a couple years, moved to LA, started it really out there, did it there for a couple of years, realized it's a terrible place to start doing comedy, <laughs> and then moved back to New Yeah, exactly. And then moved back to New York with the intention of like really getting good and yeah. like hitting all the clubs and in like two years i managed to get past the like four clubs wow. which is okay. great and now yeah. I'm, now i'm you know regularly doing this and it's kind of insane yeah. during the pandemic is when all the content really blew up for me which was super yeah, cool yeah that's you're not the um, only one
0: I, i've heard that from you know the people are like
1: yeah i had some
0: time on my hands i started doing tiktok i started doing you know youtube whatever it is and they found this new following
1: yes a lot of people, and I was one of the lucky ones, um, I was doing a lot of, like, Greek-specific content, okay, yeah. and I started doing this silly, silly Greek mom character <laughs> with this blonde wig, and everybody loved it, it went super viral during, like, the Easter of the 2020, okay. uh, like, 2020 early, the second month of the pandemic, essentially, and then after that, you know, it just kind of took off, I mean, it's so funny, because now I do that character live, like, I I oh, do it okay. as, as part of the stand-up, like, I'll do my stand-up, I'll do, like, like 45 and then I'll do like 20, 30 minutes at the end of the show as the mom oh, character. Nice. And I mean, you'd think Elvis came out. It's like all the phones <laughs> are out, all the, all the moms and all the, all the women are like losing their mind. Yeah. And it's so fun. It's so fun.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, you know, because we were talking about being Greek, you know, we, uh, this is, we have Greek town
1: in Detroit. Are you aware of that? I know that's, oh, that's where I stayed. I stayed at the oh, Athenium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <sharp> Shout out. This is now a sponsored ad. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, but our was, Greek town. Yeah, it's
0: it's not super Greek anymore. I guess there's a few restaurants. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's more like where people go and get drunk and maybe start a fight. That's, yeah, generally well, that's
1: what I heard. <laughs> and that's what I also experienced staying there. <laughs> I experienced that the last day I was there, me and, you know, me and my boyfriend were in our hotel room and we were trying to, like. Um, you know, you we were trying to like, you know, do the do the like, you know, we're we're a couple on vacation thing. Do mm-hmm. a little bit of the swinger yeah. swinger thing, I guess. <laughs> and like a shooting happened outside of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the the guy was texting us like, I can't get in, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to tell you, man. Don't get shot. Bye. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. Good luck.
1: But you're on that your was own. Kind of my Greek town experience. It was nice. I mean, again, I think what you said is true. Is that there's not really a lot of greeks greeks there anymore i think they've all moved out but that's kind of true about some of the areas Mm -hmm. in new york as well i think you know it's just you know generationally i think they all have started to like i i think in new york the case is that a lot of people that lived in like astoria or in the city proper all like got married and had kids and Mm -hmm. then eventually just wanted bigger houses and so they moved to suburbs and that was why i think a lot of the hubs of like greek culture have like like basically
0: dissipated yeah well i'm italian and you know i was in new york uh, in december and i told my girlfriend i said we have to go to little italy you know because you know you get that big meal at one of those restaurants or whatever but i'll go just so you know little italy's really little it's like two blocks it's you know oh. not
1: oh yeah <laughs> um, but she well, had a great time you gotta go you know. for the festival though yeah you go it's... to new york for the, for yeah. the fe- you got to go for the san janeiro festival i I've, I've never you know? been yes oh it's so fun <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I've not been. Because Greeks and Italians, kind of similar in a lot of ways. Have you found that uh, through your life?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of Italians follow me as well. They're like, oh, I get the same jokes. I understand. My boyfriend's Italian. And we we Greeks, we say if someone's Italian, we just say, oh, una faccia, una razza, which means which basically means like, you know, we're the same.
0: Right. Yeah. My dad was born in Italy, so I get a lot of your stuff that way, too. You know, the nice the guilt I was hearing you talking about, like, no matter what happens to you, it's always your fault
1: with your parents, man. Yeah.
0: My dad would say
1: found out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, but my dad would say that like I'd be driving like. Let's say somebody hit my car on the road and it was like I, I, the cops are chasing a guy. He runs into me and I said, dad, car hit me. You know, where are you going? I was going to the library. Daddy's. Well, why you got to why you got to be going to the library? What's your problem?
1: You know, like it would <laughs> yeah. be my fault. <laughs> it's always. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't drink. I'm not a big drinker. Okay. I've only been blackout drunk, I think, one time my whole life. Yeah. And I made this big mistake of getting blackout drunk when I was still living with my parents. Mm-hmm. And I showed up, obviously, in the middle of the night, plastered. I, someone, my, my brother found me on the toilet sleeping for 45 minutes. Bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. The next day, my mom was like, this is because you drink all the time. <laughs> you don't stop drinking. It's been seven years since this happened. Ugh. And to this day, every time I make a mistake, she's like, oh. It's because you (laughs) drink all the time, like one time. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. It's never ending.
0: You're Gary Busey all of a sudden from the one time you went out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, yeah. So um, and I was going to talk about uh, this kids TV stuff that you're doing. Uh, Tell everybody about that. I think that's interesting for a, you know, a nightclub comedian to be doing kids TV.
1: Yeah. So I actually, you know, it was basically like when I moved to L.A., I moved there with a job I had. I was an assistant um, oh. on, a, on a kid's TV show called The Lion Guard. It was a really cool show. And when I lived there, I eventually kind of moved on up to staff writer on the show. And uh, I wrote a few episodes on it. It was a really cool experience. And then when I moved back to New York, I had kind of developed enough connections where I was mm-hmm. able to like freelance on more stuff. And that was really cool. Um, and then that kind of led to a bunch of the opportunities that I've had. I wrote a Rugrats episode for the reboot. I wrote, um, I wrote on a show called Gabby's Dollhouse, which was really popular over the Christmas break. I don't know if you've heard about it, The Dollhouse set was like the toy to get, like it was sold out. Oh, really? Okay. I got a, I got a three-year-old
0: nephew, so he's probably not into that.
1: Um, he might be actually, um, I don't know. Check it out. But Princess Power is a I, I wrote in a show called Princess Power during the pandemic, and it was a really cool experience. I wrote a ton of episodes, and that show just dropped on Netflix yesterday. Oh, okay. And I know I have a bunch of friends sending me pictures of like their kids watching All it, right. and they're loving it, and it's so cute, and it turned out really well. And I am so excited! It was from uh, a book that Savannah Guthrie wrote, and it's from okay. Drew Barrymore's production company. There so you go. it's a really cool show. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I know uh, this Harlan Williams fella. You ever heard of him? Comedian? No, I have not. Well, Harlan Williams, crea- he, c- comedian, you know, like, like I've worked with him many times, but he created the Puppy Dog Pals.
1: Oh, nice. That's yes. Awesome.
0: So he's swimming in money. You're not going to see him in the comedy clubs anymore.
1: Well, I I mean, I don't think he's swimming in money. I think there's probably like animation does not pay that well. I would probably say it's it's more of a puddle than anything. But isn't it? (laughs) uh, Don't now, his
0: is not as big as like Paw Patrol. But isn't the merchandise where the money is when it comes to that stuff?
1: The merchandise, yes. But it's really where the merchandise. I have to. I find the merchandise aspect of it really interesting. Like I Mm -hmm. think that's kind of really interesting especially when people don't really know, like mm-hmm. on some of the shows that I worked on, like you have to understand that like merchandising is not just like there to like churn out toys. Mm-hmm. They're part of the writing process and the oh. creative process. Sometimes like they will come up to you like season two or halfway through the season and be like, we really want to do a helicopter toy. So okay. why don't we create a helicopter for the team to use? Say it's Paw Patrol or whatever. Yeah. And like for the dogs to use. And they'll build out that model and they'll say specifically, like, you need to use the helicopter, like, seven episodes this season. Oh, wow. So we can, like, basically, like, condition kids into wanting that (laughs) helicopter. Literally, though. And they even, like, I get it. There's even a process of, like, how they roll out, like, just the plush toys. Like, like, they start, it's so interesting because they start with the most expensive plush model. They'll start (laughs) with, like, the forty nine ninety nine model, and then they'll go down and be like, okay. So then, three months from then, we'll release the twenty nine ninety nine model, wow. and then near, near Christmas season, we'll release the nineteen ninety nine model, <laughs> which is slightly smaller. And then we'll have like the the forty nine ninety nine model suite, and then the of all the characters, and then the nineteen ninety nine model suite of all the characters, all released at different times. It's very specific. Wow. And I I, I find that stuff really interesting. Like I've been in writing meetings where like. The merchandising team has, like, come in with, like, toy models to be like, this is what we're thinking of, like, what we're going to do for the next season. Put
0: this in your show.
1: I know. It's super cool. I really probably shouldn't even be talking about it. I never worked on Paw Patrol, and I never named any names. So don't don't call me. (laughs)
0: All right. It's I said Come after me, Paw Patrol. Come get me!
1: <laughs> they definitely, they especially, because they're also their production company is a toy company. Oh, okay. So they're wow. even more heavily involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah, the world yeah. we
0: live in, though. I mean, with everything. Yeah, but
1: you know, yeah. yeah. As long as we're creating good stories and we're teaching kids good things, then at the end of the sure. day, sell them the toys. You yeah. know.
0: And then, and then, uh, for comedy, has that uh, has that uh, attitude towards merchandise found its way into the comedy show? The After show, the merchandise, anything, t-shirts.
1: It's so funny because, like, no, not at all. Like, (laughs) I don't want. I I actually have merch, and I donate all my merch to charity. Mm. I don't want to see any. I don't want to see a dime of it. I just want it. All the proceeds of all my merch goes directly to a charity. I switch it up every three months or so. And yeah, I just think that that's an aspect of my career. It's like if that can build into something really great, and that's like a, a source of charity that I have for the rest of my life. Then that would be amazing. If it doesn't end up being that, then whatever. But it would be wonderful to have just like one thing that I just give back to.
0: Well, you know, to be funny as you are and not a dirtbag about your merch, I don't know what to say.
1: You're a, you're
0: a <laughs> unicorn in the world of comedy. I hope you know that about yourself.
1: But if, but if you really want me to make <laughs> money, follow me on OnlyFans. Oh, at- okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I,
0: you know what? There are comedians on OnlyFans. I can I can oh. confirm that one. Uh but oh, I uh, know. <laughs> we're not we're not going to go in any details, but we know who you are.
1: <laughs>
0: We've seen the goods.
1: <laughs> I
0: don't know. The whole thing's crazy. The whole OnlyFans thing is crazy. Wow, how did I mean you, I mean I guess are you,
1: you, I, I, I I listen, I'll be honest. Yeah. I subscribe to some people on yeah. OnlyFans. Right. I think that um, you know. I, for me specifically, I think OnlyFans is great to like um, to like for your like specialized like fetishes or cakes. Sure, you know yeah, I mean okay, like go yeah, yeah. go explore that on OnlyFans. Like, right, you can find regular boring porn everywhere else. Yeah, but, like that's what I love OnlyFans for. All right, but I me, think it's great.
0: Let me ask you this though, and <laughs> may I? I think I might know what the answer is, but I, I'm telling you what my answer is just by the question. Have you seen someone that you personally know? They're only fans. Has that happened to you yet?
1: I know of people that I know that have only fans, oh. but I have not like seen or yeah. like engaged with their content. Yeah. There is one, there is one person that I have like hooked up with that I now oh. seen has become like an only fans person. <laughs> And, like, I, like, low-key texted them, and I was like, hey, just FYI, like, your content kind of slaps. Like, just a, a compliment. I didn't I didn't mean it in any other way. Like, yeah, we had, like, a great right. hookup, and we just, like, were friends, and that yeah. was it. And, like, I didn't want to make it awkward, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Huh. Well, hey, if that blows up, you're saying, oh, I was there before this whole OnlyFans thing. Come on.
1: Hey, make um, that money yeah. out
0: there. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. I think that, you know, we should be free enough in our society to where – people should be able to do what everyone, you know, if everyone did it, no one would judge anyone for it, but we're not going to get to the point where everybody does it. And so it's still going to be a minority. And oh yeah, is it just, or is it a thing where can we get to the point where we just go, Hey, that's a no big deal. I think that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think like, it's one of those things where it's like, like when people talk about reality shows, a lot of the times, a lot of people that don't like reality shows are like, why do we, why do we spend so much money producing these types of things? And it's like, because people watch them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I heard um, Sarah Haynes on the view said something. She was like, um, because it's a, she was like, because it's a business at the end of the day. And <laughs> she was like, because like, because like that's the way the world works. And I was like, wow, like, thank you for being honest about that. Cause it's like, I think sometimes people will shit on art mm-hmm. and it's like, well, People like that art and yeah. that's okay to like right. that art. Like, I don't know. I guess like, I guess I'm talking specifically about like mama Mia, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> well, like why leave it alone. They made so much money. People, you know? like, leave uh, me alone.
0: people like it at, the, I mean, it's yeah. sort of like, you know, looking back at anything when you look at trends or, you know, haircuts or, you know, uh, fashion and people go, God, who wore that? But, you wore it at the time. You thought it was cool at the time. Your friends thought it was cool at the time. It's what we all did. So to make fun of it now is, so, you know, well, then the thing we're doing now is just as ridiculous. That, that's what I think we should all keep in mind. Yeah. Whatever we're, right. whatever we're doing now is going to look just as silly in 20 or 30 years as disco or whatever. And then probably come back in fashion.
1: Right. I think the silliest thing that's like, I think the thing that's going to look the silliest is the fact that we were producing episodes of The Masked Singer when there was a worldwide pandemic. (laughs) Like, we're genuinely going to look back on that and be like, why didn't we just stop (gasps) making those things for
0: just a little
1: bit longer?
0: But shouldn't COVID have been the time that all singers wore masks?
1: Well, right, I know, I know, but I'm saying, like, in general, even like, you know, there was like 19 seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, where they were like, where the judges were like behind a glass thing, and I was like, maybe we should have just taken a little bit of a longer break. Um, Yeah, well, no, I believe reason that,
0: yeah, the pandemic's going to look real silly. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think it is. Our response, I mean, it's it's already starting to look real silly, but I think it's going to look even silly. I I think aspects of it that I think that like. Leftist liberals are going to feel really intensely about, are going to look silly, and I think aspects of it that like people on the hard right are going to look really silly too. I think all of it's going to look really silly. Well,
0: it looks silly when the 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 hard writers who don't want vaccines are passing away and they're making up uh, excuses for it. I don't know if you heard that story, but that's uh,
1: I have I have I've had I yeah. I mean, you know, right? It's going to look so silly at the end of the day that you're like, oh. We literally spent like all this hard work and effort to create this thing that like might actually help people, and everybody at the end of all that was like, "No, I'm okay." Yeah. What? What were you Come on. thinking? Get it, <laughs> yeah.
0: people. Anyway, I'm not going to lecture. Yeah, I'm not going to get on my high horse. What? Who am I? I don't, Yeah. Right. Who am I? I? Yeah, if you
1: didn't, I don't care. <laughs> Buy a ticket to the show anyway. Buy I won't be. I'll tell you this. <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you this, you know what? I won't be talking about it yes. for a single minute during my set. So, Agreed. if you don't if you didn't like this, don't worry, you won't be hearing about it on Sunday. <laughs> Buy a ticket to the show. <laughs>
0: Buy a ticket to the show. Come see Gus at the Comedy Castle. I will not be appearing in any way. Actually, I will be. I'll be working the door. But aside from that, you will hear no jokes from me.
1: <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were like <laughs> I'd be working the door. I'm giving out vaccines. <laughs> nah, I don't think I'm giving that out that doses, would. yeah. I'm oh my
0: kidding. god. Well, you want to talk about that, you know, and I know you probably uh well, I know New York's reaction to it was uh but in in uh, at our club we were like you know half capacity and spreading people out in comedians so here's a funny story there's a comedian who i won't mention who was so concerned about getting covid and you know flying in it was kind of a name guy and he set up uh a, a zone on stage with a masking tape uh like a line he could not cross in order to keep himself safe and giant fans behind him to blow any potential virus from the audience right back at the audience. And he had this whole master plan. And then he sent me a text on Sunday night. He's at the airport and going, I can't get on my plane. I got COVID.
1: (laughs) (gasps) Oh, my God. So after all that. Wow. Well, Gus, if you remind
0: me of this story on Sunday, I will tell you who it was
1: i will definitely i really want to we'll stay on the phone for after we're done recording i want to know yeah i I really want to yes
0: i will not tell everyone here on the comedy castle podcast
1: but my god that really cracks me up (laughs) yeah i did a show where it you know actually you know it's so funny because like i really thought la would have been the spot for outdoor comedy during the pandemic Mm -hmm. like i thought that la was really gonna bloom Mm -hmm. into this like really fucking cool thing for outdoor comedy. And then they just like, didn't figure it out. Like LA always boasts about like having space (laughs) and having a backyard and being outdoors. And then like, they couldn't figure it out. New York, we were literally like, in central park doing comedy and then like a thunderstorm would happen. And in New York city, I don't know if you know, the thunderstorms are all like during the summer, like 10 minutes and then mm-hmm. they go away. Yeah. So like it would thunderstorm and then everybody would just like get back into the audience <laughs> and, the, and the comic would just get back into the, like, and just keep going. And that's how outdoor comedy thrived in New York city. It was Kind of awesome. I no, that's you. fine. Well,
0: New Yorkers will figure it out. New Yorkers are resourceful. we we'll always figure
1: it out. And, and did. Although all... my worst show, okay. the worst show I did during like limited capacity things was mm-hmm. I was opening for Lisa Lampanelli and, you know, obviously a dream come true. Mm-hmm. I love Lisa. I, it was such a cool experience. I love her so much. But we had, you know, we had to do it COVID style. Okay. I was in, it was a giant warehouse, <laughs> high ceilings so first of all not even a room built for comedy yeah 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 and so you're already like i'm already screwed so high ceilings everybody is six feet apart except parties and there were only like parties of two so it was like really spread apart it was 25 percent capacity and in a Mm, giant warehouse there was plexiglass (laughs) on all three sides of the giant stage oh my god and the light was reflecting my Ugh. own reflection back at me <laughs> so i couldn't actually see audience members Ugh. and then the ones i could see everyone had a mask on Ugh. and i couldn't hear the audience even when i came out just from the like applause from the very beginning i couldn't like hear them so, wow. like, I was just taking pauses, watching my own <laughs> reflection, like, sweating bullets, just, like, pausing, hoping people were laughing. Yes. And then, like, after the set was over, I thought I bombed. Like, I yeah. think I heard, like, one laugh, I have to tell you. And I got off stage, and my friend was like, you killed. And I was <laughs> like, don't lie to me. But it was such an – it wasn't, like, a horrible set. It was an okay set, probably yeah. a good set. But I – it was the experience of being on stage and having no real connection with the audience that I was like, "Oh my God, this sucks." Yeah.
0: You kind of like uh, you're at the zoo, kind of. you're sort of in like the uh, the reptile house, right? It's just glass yeah. all
1: around you. <laughs> I know I felt like a little like a tiger, like a tiger in a <laughs> cage, and everyone was like, "Is he sleeping? or is
0: he eating?" <laughs> well, here's the comedian in his natural environment
1: hopping up and down joke, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god well look the comedy castle we're gonna have we're gonna have a real nice setup for you I think so it's gonna be a,
1: oh I cannot wait I am so excited yeah. Um, and I know my friend Emma Willman is gonna be there this month Emma was I'll my, tell you
0: Emma was here as we're recording this Emma oh, was, she was here she was there two days ago
1: oh my god I love Emma so, she's great so much. yeah she, she was on the so show fantastic. with
0: me yeah her show was fantastic she's, she's great so
1: Fantastic. you also have another friend of mine coming in a few weeks too and I can't wait for it yeah um,
0: Who's, but, who's but that?
1: I'm so excited for Sunday. I'm not sure. I forgot. The name. Is it John Marco or maybe I'm, I'm just getting my lines crossed? John
0: Marco Cerezi. He's been there, but I don't know if he's coming. He's
1: here.
0: I don't know if he's coming. He's uh, been at the club, though. I know. him. Got it. Got,
1: That's got it. That's all right.
0: Hey, whoever. We all know. But I was going to say, if you have anything, I'll send a message. It's so Augusta's. <I don't know. laughs> but no, Emma Willman was so great the other night. I, I hope everyone got to come out to that. She was terrific.
1: Oh, First time at the club.
0: Yeah. And just like you and I believe I don't know where you're staying and nor will I reveal it if I did know, but you're going to be in the suburbs. The show is in the suburbs, so I don't think you're going to see buses wiping out cars and no gunfire.
1: Oh, I'm telling you right now. I'm staying. I'm staying in Detroit proper. US, so you are. Oh, OK. You've done that. move. OK, will, there you go. Yeah, I'm going to be I'll be driving the bus and I'll be in the car. Please <laughs> okay. give me a no. fair enough. You'll I'll be, be in the Greek one Town. doing <laughs> the stabbings. Yeah. OK, I have all my right. knife. I'll be fine. All right. All right. So <laughs> after kidding.
0: Royal Oak, you'll all go down to Greektown, have yeah. a happy stabbing, <laughs> light some cheese on fire, whatever the Greeks do. Break some plates. Well,
1: I, i'm staying in detroit because i'm staying with a friend and oh, okay. yeah no, we will and uh i'm staying with a friend and uh i um <laughs> i love casinos so okay. i'm really just gonna be in that casino yeah well, it's the worst casino in the world but i'm really just gonna be in well, that casino we, the whole time you
0: have multiple casinos are you aware of that
1: i know i know but i'm talking about the greek town casino. yeah
0: the greek town casino is probably the worst of the three but
1: <laughs> it is and then because i've been to the mgm one and it was really nice yeah it, it is fun. pretty nice
0: in there but uh yeah. hey Gus, thank you so much for talking to me. We have a great time. Thank you so much. Come out to the club this weekend. Come see Gus. It's Sunday night. You'll be in bed early if you want to be. If you got to get the kids up the next day, you can do that. Or you could look at it as, hey, you got a couple extra hours to party after it's over. Exactly. A couple different ways to look at it. Hey, Gus, this was a treat. I'll see you this weekend. Thanks for talking.
1: I can't wait. Thanks for having me. All right.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed my voice sounding much better than it does now. (laughs) And that you're interested in coming out and seeing Gus on Sunday because it's going to be a good time. Uh, The kids TV thing, how great was that? Mind-blowing. And um, I'm not going to tell you who the comedian is (laughs) who created a scheme to not get COVID, but it's a great story. Maybe if you... Catch me the right way at the club, and, you know, I'm in a good mood, I'll tell you, but probably not. Some secrets you got to keep. and uh, But, you know, get, we, we, we gossip a little bit, us comics. Gus was good for that. But, yeah, super fun. Enjoyed that conversation. I hope you guys did, too. I hope you come out and see us this weekend at the Comedy Castle uh, uh, Sunday with Gus and Matt Bronger. Come on. You can't do better than Matt Bronger. What a weekend. Maria Bamford Monday. All right, guys, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much. I am Joel Fragamani. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time.